Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What is going on, Notre Dame fans? Mike Singer and Tim Hyde with this week's Notre Dame football show. You know, Tim, the Notre Dame coaching staff is on vacation. We are two months away from football, a month away from uh, fall camp starting. Dead periods right around the corner. You would think that this is a time where there's not a lot to talk about. You would think. Yeah, you would think. It's like, yeah, exactly. When do we just relax on the beach, right, Mike? And just hang out. Don't worry about recruiting. Get camp underway. But no, you got, yeah, some chats already getting hyped about recruiting. We haven't even started yet. So here you go. Yeah, we're, we already got $30 in Super Chats. Um, <laughs> we we had 10 bucks before we even started the show. That just kind of shows you uh, what and, we have going on today. Yeah, yeah. Lot, lots, lots to talk about. Nervous uh, energy, Mike. It's a lot of nervous energy from everyone out there. It seems. And like. I'm and Tim, when we were talking about today's show this morning, uh, we're kind of just like, let's just let's just yeah. let it rip. Like let, we're gonna we're gonna let it rip. I mean, we always do, but we're 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 uh, we're, we're taking this wherever the chat wants it today. We have some topics, of course, but um, we're uh, not going off the cuff. Um, but we're gonna yeah, we're letting it rip. We're letting it rip. So. Um, yeah, but folks watching live on YouTube with us a couple of minutes in the show, please do just go ahead and hit that thumbs up. Uh, help support what we're doing here at Blue and Gold. Subscribe to our YouTube channel for more content, of course. Um, have some. We'll have some good content tomorrow on the page. I'll be talking to Tyler Horka at Blue and Gold. Uh, he he got to interview. He was able to interview um, current athletics director Jack Swarbrick, soon to be former. Um, uh, you know, about a handful of topics. So we'll hear from Horka about his conversations with Swarbrick. Um, and, uh, you know, f- Friday recruiting show, I'm imagining, um, with uh, with myself and Trey Entity. So, yeah, got a lot of t- stuff to talk about. So you'll want to lock into our bloomgold.com YouTube channel here. And, of course, if you're listening via podcast, I always recommend you go over to the YouTube channel for more content and you can head over to bloomandgold.com for even more on your Notre Dame Fighting Irish. All right, let's just dive into it. Super chat from Andrew Gilmore says the big unknown for the offense is the offensive coordinator. Last year, Texas paid former TCU head coach Gary Patterson to be an analyst. He put together a great defensive game plan for Alabama. Why not hire Shaw or Frost to do that for Ohio State? Appreciate the 10, uh, Mr. Gilmore, and all your support um, over the, these past you know several months. Thoughts uh, on, on this, Tim? So he's saying hire an analyst to put together a game plan. Um, yeah, I mean, the TCU, I mean, Coach Patterson's a heck of a football coach, so I don't know the, the ins and outs of him building the game plan. I, I, Tim, I think the, the Super Chat's more about, like, why don't you see Notre Dame getting analysts? Like, the, yeah, you know, like Alabama's, 
had all the analysts, you know, uh, with Saban over the years. And there's even rumblings. I can't remember if it was last year or the year before about last year. Duke's head coach, um, yeah. why Cutcliffe, yeah, you, know, yeah, exactly. you know, but that didn't end up working out. So I think that's kind of more of what the, the question is. That's yeah. I mean, yeah, I would look at it like that. Um, I mean, that's a head coaching thing. I, I think, I mean, what does Marcus Freeman want next to him? Does he want someone he's kind of got Al golden kind of, you know, even though it's the D coordinator that, you know, experienced, you know, right-hand man, so to speak with, with him. So I think he's using him, but I mean, it's a great question because obviously as Notre Dame fans, we see, I mean, Saban hires eight head coaches a year to come hang out in the back offices and you see pictures. You got everyone around the, you know, the, 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 the main table and you got all these ex head coaches on the back wall getting paid 35,000 a year and they get a free shirt. But uh, you know, they're, they're just down there to do some football, but no, I mean, it's a great, it's a great question. It's a Marcus Freeman thing. It, it it really is. Does he have the network? Is he good friends enough with David Shaw? And then it comes down to the individual coach. Is David Shaw just going to do analyst work? Is he going to work NFL Network? I think I've read. I'm not sh- not sure. And with Scott Frost, yeah, he's been a head coach at two places, but he didn't do a good job in Nebraska. He may just go fishing on the rivers uh, next to Goolsby out there in Omaha. So who knows? But yeah, I mean, it's a great question. I know they did hire a bunch of analysts. I remember reading, you know, seeing a bunch of names, a lot of connections with these coaches. So, but yeah, there's no head coach with lots of experience coming into Notre Dame. Yeah. I, I, when you talk about Saban, like Saban's got the track record that you'd want to go work with him to get your springboard for your next job. You, Freeman doesn't have that yet. I think that's one aspect of it. I will agree. Two, let, let's just speak about the elephant in the room. I don't know how many of these coaches want to move to South Bend, Indiana for, to 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 grind as an analyst yeah i don't know i got you know i i think that's part of it and then uh i, I think you touched on there the 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 connections and that kind of goes back to the first point of freeman um he he, he has them but again he, he's just in the second year as a head coach yeah. um and i think the other point is i think he's given it a shot i i do think he is so i think it'll be something to just continue to monitor and I'll throw another thing in. You tell me when when Ed Ogeron was up at campus all those days, and you know that's not something they were having a conversation about. I mean, you know, yeah. I think of course he wants it to happen, it just hasn't happened yet. Well, he's actually talked about that, like his you know his little inner network. He does talk. He talks to Ogeron often, from what it sounds like, and obviously he's got Jim Tressel as well. But then just a small little tidbit of that is the actual goog where Freeman has has said they don't have a lot of space. And they have, they are more coaches, more analysts. I know Notre Dame fans don't see it as, as much as the SEC teams, let's just say it, but they have more this year than they had five years ago, than they had 10 years ago. And one of the things Freeman has talked about is the Goog and the space. They need more space once Goog part two happens. So I wouldn't be surprised if more guys, you know, come on down the road. So got to house those guys somewhere. Yeah, I hope that's not. A great yeah i don't know I, I don't know well it's just one of those things just throwing it on there i mean they have talked about space in the gook huh. and, and freeman has mentioned like it is outdated we don't have a lot in here so that's been some of the things out there that yeah some articles okay but i mean if you're telling me that Odron would join the staff as oh, an analyst I, you know we'll pack the bags for somebody else no i agree i i agree it's just it's just throwing it out there with as you're saying who wants to move to south bend indiana it's still notre dame you put notre I, dame I hate saying that i hate saying that but i'm just i'm just throwing it out there 
You know, still like, good, it's still a good resume piece, especially all the guys. I mean, there's some guys that have with connections to Parker. I think there's some old Cincinnati guys, like younger people that have worked their way up or have come on as analysts. So um, I definitely know Parker, I think, brought in a couple guys he's worked with. So, you know, there are some, you know, there are a handful of analysts that have connections to this staff. They're just not names. None of us know. All right. Super chats uh, in just a second here. Um, okay. Super chat from Wicked Bronco Productions. Appreciate this. Comment says, seems like negative traction for Notre Dame all over except for Lambert. Mike, please give us something to cheer us up. If we lose out on Scott Nelson and Kingston Viliamuasa, Irish Nation will be very depressed. Any update on the Scott July unofficial visit? No on Scott July unofficial visit. Now, this is where Tim and I might just kind of let let this show flow very freely. I, I was thinking about this, Tim. Um, I was talking to somebody on the phone, a coworker or, or, or a buddy um, yesterday about this topic. Like Notre Dame gets so many early commitments. They have 21 commits right now, right? A lot. I think that's tied for second most, right? Notre Dame has 21. Michigan's. Georgia 20. has 21. The Michigan's at 24. Yeah. There's something about Notre Dame and just getting all these early commits. You know, I, I think a big part of it is these kids who want to go to Notre Dame usually are less drama. That's not to say all of them, but you get less drama, just knock out the decision. They know where they want to go. They'll commit early. Notre Dame is always ranked really high early on in these recruiting classes because kids who want to go to Notre Dame go to Notre Dame, right? Think back to the Lou Holtz quote about that. Um, so then you Notre Dame will go on these run of commitments, April, May, June, heck, even March. You'll get all these commitments. And then what's left on the board is the high-profile guys, highly ranked, high-drama recruitments, and Notre Dame will lose a good bit of those. And Tim, this is my fifth class covering Notre Dame, and this is how it's been most every year. Um, we don't think about – like the only time we'll talk about CJ Carr – is when it's rankings time, we want to roast Charles Power. Otherwise, well, you know, we don't even know when to talk about – like, we'll only talk about the losses. And, you know, what about Kane Williams and CJ Carr being committed to Notre Dame for a, a year at this point? Um, like, you know, those – Aeneas Williams, go look at – go go ref, refresh yourself on his offer list. Um, You know, so now to get to your – so so the super chat about negative traction for Notre Dame all over the place – that I, I, you know, you got to think about the, the class in its entirety. Lambert, I am liking for Notre Dame logged prediction for him this, this week. Um, I can't, and I also talked about this with Tim before we started recording the show. Like I'm kind of feeling a little burnt out on covering recruiting right now in this moment, because it is just very difficult. And I'm just being straight up honest with you guys. It is very difficult to read these recruitments. When I talk to one person, they're like, yeah, Notre Dame, Boston College for Lambert. The next person, ah, it's Notre Dame, Ohio State. Ah, the next person's, ah, I think it's Boston College. Notre Dame's running fourth. Like, you just, it's like you want to pull your hair out. It's, you know, in the Lambert recruitment, it's really not that bad. It, it, the, the Scott one, oh, this person thinks it's Michigan, Ohio State. This person says Notre Dame, Miami. How can it be so opposite? It, it, it's It's been a lot. You know, like the, the Scott recruitment, 
and I think you know a reporter covered some SEC school could be watching this and be like, bro, this is every recruitment. I guess we just don't get those as much with with Notre Dame. The like the you think about the high profile kids who Notre Dame does land. They're you know your your Blake Fisher, your uh, Jalen Sneed, a little bit of drama, but not not quite like this. Emil Wagner's did, but this these just seem few and far between from a Notre Dame standpoint. I'm I'm rambling, but no, no I'm listening, and uh, it's funny you mentioned that about Carr and Cam Williams because those are. You know, I was, I was talking last week, you know, I've been going off of the rating, which is a 90, 93 is roughly your top 100, whether they're 101 or 122. If you're in the 93s. Talking about the rating. Like yeah, the, yeah. You know, an individual ratings like CJ Carr's 95 or whatever the heck it is or 94 or something. But yeah, so I'm looking at that. So the top 90, you know, if you're in a 93, you know, you're, you're, you're roughly a, a top 100 because what's the difference between number 98 and 122 is minuscule. So I just do that. So going back, Mike, if Notre Dame doesn't get anyone else, let's just say they don't get anyone. Let's say Lambert's going to Harvard, you know, Scott's going to the team up north and whatever. They only have two. And I think that's where the angst is coming with with Notre Dame Nation, as the gentleman says, is they only got two with a 93 rating. You know the last time they had two? The giant class of 2012, a quarterback, Gunnar Keel. And a slot receiver, Devontae Neal. So I was like, oh boy, you got a quarterback and a receiver. You know, both end up transferring. Those are the only top 100 recruits, both top 50, which is uh, basically Carr and Williams right now. So no, hopefully that doesn't jinx anything for anybody. But um, there's only two, and that's and that's the interesting part. They've signed 13 in the last two years. So now you're down to two this year. So it's a big drop-off. So I think that's some of the, the angst of what's yeah. out there. Um, with some of these and then yeah you know it's it's tough they're great football players Mike Goolsby said this last week I, I believe you know where it goes back to the you know the hiring of Freeman the excitement of Freeman it was always assumed even though you still got to do the work right it was assumed not that he's going to get all these guys but you're going to go win a handful of them and and then the last thing I've been doing some homework as of late is a lot of the ones they win are more Midwestern guys. Yeah. When you look at the recruiting there, I mean, you're trying to get, obviously Justin Scott's down the road, but Nelson committed today to Nebraska. Like, you know, it's, that's home state. Matt rule, the heck of a coach. That's a tough one. Elijah rushing is going to commit soon. Arizona kid, you know, and then, uh, gosh, who, uh, I'm starting to, th- Oh, obviously, you know, Kingston, Asa, out of St. John Bosco. That's like kryptonite to Notre Dame trying to get someone out of the Trinity League in the top 100. So they are tough. And you just hope somehow they sway some of these, you know, a couple of these kids to uh, to start turning the tide. And that's why Oss has been so important to me, just where he's from. So, you know, yeah, someone says, yeah, if he, yeah, Gerby Lambert commits to Crimson uh, Harvard Crimson, that would be uh, good for him, right? <laughs> yeah, imagine that. But look, it is very much possible that Notre Dame could lose out on Scott Nelson and, and Villiamo. I mean, they already lost out on Nelson. Yeah, Nelson. Yeah, uh, he committed to Nebraska today. Um, which, going back to my point, is just this rec- the recruiting's just been so nutty. It, it looked like Notre Dame or Georgia, and then Nelson steps foot on at Nebraska for his official visit, and what does he do? Commits commits to Nebraska, mm-hmm. like uh, like at the beginning of the visit. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, is- 
it, it's the angst. I'm, I'm sorry, Kachal. I'm sorry there, Mike. But it's like, uh, I, I, mean, I, can, I, I mean, you see it on the message board. You see it, obviously, in the chat tonight. You see it, you know, just the feel when people comment on Twitter or whatnot. It's, it's, it's out there. You know, it's out there because, uh, you know, no, Notre Dame is more than likely not going to get to 10 players in the, you know, in the top 250, which is roughly the NFL draft. Yeah, this is going to be the first time Freeman, he's, he's hit 13 two years in a row. They're at seven this year. They're probably not going to get to 10. So that's going to break that streak. You know, he has a streak of trying to get the, you know, the rating number above 92. They're in the, they're below 92 now. So they've dropped. So how's that going to close out? They're at 21. And I, I, at least for me, man, I thought they were going to get 25, 26, 27. I don't know. I just thought they were going to load up. They still may. They could go out for a bunch of guys in August and September and load up, yeah. kind of find a couple more Brandon Hillman type guys down the road. That's still a possible, but to be only at 21 when I think Notre Dame Nation, they was expecting 25 plus with a handful of top 100 guys. That's what I think the feel is. All right. So the Super Chat says, Mike, please give us something to cheer us up on. Uh, and again, I don't have any update on, on July Scott, or excuse me, Justin Scott potentially visiting in July yet. Here, here are some things to cheer you up about Notre Dame recruiting. One, Notre Dame currently has the number eight class in the country. And on three's recruiting rankings are more of a, you should be able to look at this six months until signing day and get an idea of where this class would be on national signing day, if, if that makes sense. Rivals is a popularity contest. Yes. Their, their rankings is. Um, because if you have 20 commits right now, you're going to be ranked much higher than a team with four because it's just a total point system. Uh, Alabama has nine commitments. They're a spot ahead of Notre Dame in the rankings because of that. They're penalized for not having, um, you know, what's what's the, the the average number of commits used in the ranking right now is 12 because that's the, the average of Power 5 schools commits right now. So Bama's docked a little bit for that, but they're still ahead. So Notre Dame, if they hold in that eight spot, Three straight years of top 10 classes. For as good as Notre Dame was, Brian Kelly never did that. In the internet era, for these rankings websites, Notre Dame has, to my knowledge, never signed back-to-back-to-back top 10 classes. So that is a reason um, to to cheer you up. The other, how about this? CJ Carr. The Athletic did an article on CJ Carr, and maybe it is a little bit of a fluff piece. I don't know. But they're talking about this is the most polished, you know, pure passer Notre Dame's had in, in a long time. That is something to, to cheer you up. Look, maybe the, the 2024 class, it, it, it won't be as good as Tim Hyde was hoping for. Oh. Um, you know, whereas I was like, I think 2023 is the class. Maybe, but if you get CJ Carr and Kane Williams at the end of the day, you have this elite quarterback talent, this elite wide receiver talent. That's something that should cheer you up. You need a truck at the quarterback position and not a trailer. So if you just get a bunch of dudes, right? I mean, just, just like they're, they're they're good players, but you get an elite quarterback, an elite wide receiver, an elite offensive tackle, that is something to cheer you up. Well, get Lambert. Exactly. That's yeah. Get Lambert, the elite tackle. That'll get Lambert. Him, get Gerby yeah, Lambert. I give him Wagner. I give him obviously. You know, talking about guys ranked top one hundred. You go down the road of guys that they've had. So yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, I agree. But go ahead. Tim, let me let me go real quick. Reason number three: <laughs> a lot can happen till signing day. That's another reason to be optimistic. 
A lot can happen, guys. We are six months in away. Don't look at the recruiting process at just this week. In two days from now, I had a report. Oh, look, I had a report Wednesday evening on justinscottabloomgold.com. Not a report that's going to give you the warm and fuzzies. In two days from now, everyone could be back saying, ah, Notre Dame's going to get them. Like, I mean, God knows what's going to happen in two months from now. So just. Just take a deep breath, folks. I'm the bad guy, Tim, when it's like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna just crap on whoever's gonna, you know, be mean to to our boy CJ Carr. And and I'm kind of like, all right, let, let's be level-headed here. Now, you know, now could be a little bit of doom and gloom because maybe Notre Dame lands doesn't land some of these guys. Old level head Mike Singer just kind of bringing you guys back up. That's what I do. No, it's yeah, it's it's the it's the expectations, the excitement of of trying to start officially swaying the thought process out there and um and whatnot but yeah you're right i mean it is as of now a top eight class where does it end because obviously there's some big schools right behind them and whatnot so you know if they close with lambert can you get another one or two somehow to solidify a top 10 you know if this thing drops out of the top 10 and all they get is lambert and that's it the rest of the way yeah there's going to be a lot of uh yeah I mean, so right now, my understanding of the board, Tim, is that they've hit their mark at every position except for linebacker. They won three. And then from there, it's pretty much just adding your too good to pass up players yep. and then whatever else they want to add to the class. No, that's true. Um, you wrote about that the other day. Yeah, they could say, hey, we want a fourth receiver. Yeah, we definitely want – hey, we lose out on Scott and rushing, but we, we still want a fifth defense lineman. Like something like that. Um, or Davis Andrews, right? I mean, he would count towards the rankings, but not towards scholarship. He wouldn't be until 2026. You know, maybe they do end up on a fourth linebacker. So there, there's different options for them there. Yeah, Andrews is doing a mission right away. Yep. Mentioned. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, a comment here from Tim. He says, can you guys give a perspective of where we are in recruiting Versus the Kelly era. All I hear is the sky falling. The sky's falling. Without Marcus Freeman, we are not in these fights, in my opinion. Tim Hyde, can you answer Tim B's question here? Yeah, I mean, I mean, we've talked about it. Obviously, just just looking at some of the the numbers, you know, how it is. It hasn't it has improved a ton. There's no doubt about that. I mean, as I mean, we talked about last week again. Some of the numbers where people are starting to, oh, we're not getting this guy. We're not getting this guy. Yeah, but the number the number wise. It's it's a lot better than it has been the last couple of years. Like like I mentioned, the in twenty two and twenty three, so they signed thirteen NFL guys, meaning top two fifty, you know NFL's draft two fifty five, two fifty nine. So I included those guys. That's twenty six players the last two years they've signed. Twenty six players that, that had not happened in, in the Brian Kelly era. So when you're going back to back classes like that, so that's a huge accomplishment. Uh, they have back to back years of player rating of over ninety two. Never happened under Kelly. And then obviously the blue chip, as we've looked at back-to-back years, it's taken a big dip this year. It just has. I mean, they're in the 50s this year. So, But the previous two classes were in the 70s. So when, when you're around these th- first three classes, let's say 22, 23, 24, it will be the best three-year period since the Weiss years of, of 6, 7, and 8. Those classes were outstanding that Charlie brought in, which a lot of those guys you know, stayed and helped be a part of the, you know, the national championship run in 12, some of those older guys, but uh, 
it's it's the best recruiting since then. So it definitely is. I know people because people harp on the lower rank guys. They see Pal, they see you know Rezact or Bo, I'm just throwing Bodie Cahoon. I was watching his film earlier. Not that he's low ranked. He's that high three, low four right now. But uh, they see these guys and they just want it's the expectations, I guess. So, but it is a better recruiting haul the last three years. Yes. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Super Chat from uh, B-Place before we move on. He says, close on Lambert and make this class very offensive-heavy next year. Looks like we can make some big moves at defense. The linebacker class in 2025 gets a thumbs up from B-Place. The guy in uh, the your little avatar there, I mean, does he have any eligibility left? He was a pretty good linebacker, uh, old water boy. Oh, so, um, Tough to get out of the deep south, though, Mike. Tough to get him out of the deep south, so that would be a tough one. Yeah, mom mom might prefer him to stay close to home from, from what I'm told. But, yeah, B-Place, appreciate the thoughts um, and the super chat. We're going to talk a little football real quick, Tim. Yeah, this was an interesting article. Moving off of recruiting. So sometimes for you know these top for topics for a show, I'll just scroll blueandgold.com and see what our writers are, are talking about for you know the actual football team side of things and Tyler Horka wrote a column about this article that I found that he found on CBS talking about college football's most improved units entering the 2023 season and the author said Notre Dame's offense with the key addition being Sam Hartman of course um you know talked about Hartman you know estimate being a uh prime breakout just do you have thoughts on, on this? I read yeah, I mean, I, I read it. The estimate thing is, yeah, I a thousand percent agree because I've been saying that for, you know, ever since Diggs left, like feed estimate. He's got to be this year's Kyron Williams, meaning 210 carries, 220. I don't care because the other guys, who knows what the heck's behind them. And, you know, to be honest, you know, with some of these young guys, especially if they're injured, still coming back, whatever. This is estimate. He's a junior. He's been there two years. He's played in games. Make him the, the main guy. Give him a high five after Stanford. Enjoy the NFL. That's the way I look at Audrey Estime this year. Now with the Sam Hartman, I wish Mike Goolsby was on this one tonight because we talked about this a little bit last week where the is Hartman going to get the unequal treatment? Is he going to get uh, too, too much uh, hype, too much negativity if he has a bad game? Does he get all the credit? Well, I mean, you read this article and he, he literally calls – Basically, Sam, I'm a big Laker guy, by the way, guys. Everyone, you know, I grew up in Los Angeles, so Magic, Kobe, I'm a, I'm a Laker guy. All right, sorry. I know Mike's Atlanta Hawks, huge history, Atlanta Hawks basketball. So I get it, Mike. I get it. But um, so they're basically saying Hartman's going to just elevate everybody. Everybody's going to just rise to the occasion with Sam Hartman, one of the quotes in the article says, which, which then it was Goolsby's point last week and something I've talked about as well is that's why Sam Hartman's here all the pressure is going to be on him. So whether he has a bad game, a good game, 
the show is his. So he has to step up, get all these guys around him. Cause we could talk about the receivers, you know, and one of the keys why this offense is going to be improved is the wide receivers. It was, I mean, people, I think forget we went into the season last year and the go-to guy was going to be Joe Wilkins, you know, Avery Davis, Matt Salerno, you know, these were the go-to guys. Jaden Thomas had never played a snap. Colsey's injured, you know, was injured, remember, during last August camp. He wasn't himself till the midway. So people have, a, you know, I've been reading so much stuff on the message board. I, I, I can't comment. I'm just staying away because it's like so many people forget what last year was. Why Mayor got 8,000 targets because they didn't have other guys. This year, you got more season. You got Thomas under his belt, Colsey, Merriweather, you know, you know, the first half of the season, Tobias even said he didn't know what formations, he didn't know what to do. It took him a while. By the time he learned what to do, he gets a concussion. So this year is going to be a lot different. But the key is Sam Hartman. The key is him. And I think he is going to get the scrutiny. And it's going to be well, I don't want to say well-deserved, as in he does, it is going to be on him. I saw Horka's interview real quick with uh, the on three guy, Pickle. Mm-hmm. And um, was it Pickle? Oh, Pickle. Kel, sorry, sorry about that. Um, yeah, you know, and Tyler mentioned it a couple of times, and you know, you really don't think about it, but Hartman's 45 starts. Oh, I thought you were about 40. to say 45 years old. No, 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 that's Goolsby's quote. But uh 45 starts. That's a lot of football. So, you know, when that writer talks about elevating those around him, that is the expectations this year. Okay, let's get back to recruiting real quick, Tim. Oh, what do you got? Um just take, let's just take a peek at the uh, the on three industry ranking, team recruiting ranking, whatever whatever it's called. The top ten: Georgia, Ohio State, Florida, USC, Clemson, Michigan. Look at Clemson at number five. No, look at number four. Holy moly! What's he yeah, doing? Yeah, USC there. Six yeah. Michigan, seven Bama, eight Notre Dame, nine Penn State, ten Oregon. Just thoughts on on. Oh oh oh! Go down one more, Mike. Yeah, like at twelve. Look at twelve. LSU. No, twelve. LSU? Oh, yeah, LSU. I'm sorry. I was looking at South Carolina. Yeah, LSU. So there's the Brian Kelly go to the SEC and you recruit better. And they're sitting there at 12, which I – that was the thing. You know, that you know one of your questions uh, for today's show is, you know, you know, let me know what you think. That was the first – I hadn't looked at the rankings in a couple of weeks, the team rankings it is. And I was like, LSU 12, I had no idea. So especially they have a high number of commitments, so – He's got the seven three-stars, so he's getting a lot of three-stars down there in the Bayou country. I found that interesting. And then real quick, Mike, a few minutes before the show, I jotted down. I looked at the top ten. Just wanted to look at the blue chip rating. I just I always find that fascinating. You know, some of the teams you got Ohio State, just not fair, 88%. It's, a, it's ridiculous. But, Mike, only three teams are in the 50s. So you've got Penn State. Penn State is 55. Notre Dame's 57. And then for all those fans out there, they're going to like this. The lowest blue chip rating in the top 10 is that team up north, Michigan. They are sitting at 54% right now. So I found that uh, interesting, even though they're ranked highest because they got a lot of they got a lot of numbers or however they do the rankings right now. So found that fascinating. But Clemson's blowing up, man. Yeah. Dabo is going like, yeah, all right, that's enough of this. He's, he's getting some dudes. I want some of those receivers he's got. And he, he looks like he's getting some of those Trevor Lawrence type receivers once again. So they got some guys. I'm glad Notre Dame don't play them until 2028. So that's a good thing. 
I always find the average distance from the school interesting. Oh, okay. um, like the you know the the distance from recruits uh-huh. hometown to Notre yeah. Dame. The Irish are usually like two or three in this. When when Notre Dame's a top ten team, I'm not gonna look at hundred teams. I'll just be like, all right, top ten. Where does Notre Dame rank in this? And they're kind of just in the middle of the pack. Oregon, a thousand miles, which makes sense, right? The average distance from recruit to or commit to Oregon, thousand miles. Penn State, three hundred three miles. Notre Dame, five hundred thirty-five, which is a good number. But Bama, four thirty-three. Michigan's about the same as Notre Dame at five hundred one, which makes sense. Clemson, three three hundred and fifteen miles. They don't even have an in-state commitment yet, which I find interesting. USC, for all the talk about USC being you know, their recruiting backyard being so good. A thousand is well, their excellent. distance. I mean, he is, I mean, he's using those Oklahoma connection and he's, he's, I mean, he's a big, he's a old big eight guy down there. Florida, Georgia, Georgia. Yeah. Oh, Marcus Diego's committed. I didn't even know. Yeah, <laughs> I, didn't I, think know. I, saw that. I think that was yesterday. Does he have Connecticut? A couple Texans too. Clearwater, Texas. Um, yeah. I mean, they're, they're really going all over the place. Florida, 684. Ohio State, 699. Georgia, 461. So, again, it's um, – so Clemson was the smallest, right? And that's kind of like that Dabo philosophy. I remember an interview with him years ago where he was like – he did basically just an eight-hour drive. You know, where can my guys go eight hours? The max is goals four hours all around a big circle, which, you know, it's it, – that place is loaded down there. There's so yeah. much football talent down there. Yeah, for sure. We'll uh, we'll definitely be uh, tracking the Trojans as uh, you know. Tim, Tim's always keeping an eye on uh, on USC being a uh, a former LA guy himself. All right, oh, yeah. we're going to uh, move along in the show real quick. Hope everyone is doing well. Please do hit that thumbs up on the video, of course. If you're watching via podcast, or uh, excuse me, if you're listening via podcast please leave us a good review wherever you get your podcast. That'd be very much appreciated. Uh, Let's go ahead and hear from our sponsors over at the rogue shop. Of course, folks, it is your husband and wife outfit as Mr. Rogue and his wife, Shar are craft cannabis farmers who specialize in small batch, sustainable plant medicine, a true holistic type of small business. They farm and grow everything themselves and do everything by hand. Check out their website, rogueshop.com, R-O-G-U-E shop. Dot com. They sell everything from CBD, THC, edibles, tinctures, smokables, bath salts, pan creams, topicals, vapes, candles, soaps, and more. They, their website has that chat function where you can interact with the owners of the shop at any point. They should be able to get to your questions as soon as they're able to. Check out the website again, folks, rogueshop.com. If you have issues sleeping, if you have chronic pain and or anxiety stress issues, Use that promo code blue and gold. We'll get you 10% off your order. Again, folks, promo code blue and gold. Tell them Mike Singer sent you again over at rogueshop.com. All right, Tim, we had another super chat from Wicked Bronco Productions. Really appreciate the support today. Dropping a 20 bomb. Appreciate this. He says, one issue I have with Notre Dame recently especially from me being a former Illinois 8A player, go BBCHS. Um, I've always wondered why Notre Dame struggles to land Chi-Town kids and Indiana kids, especially five-star guys, most of whom are Notre Dame fans. 
Now, the exact, I mean, Notre Dame does land Chicago kids and Indiana kids. I mean, there's not, there's not a ton. Like, let's not say that there's a ton of five-star guys coming out of Chicago and Indiana. Like, oh, you can point to a few over a decade span, sure. Well, well, you know, let's let's not act like it's every single year. You know, you're, you're, there's one in each. You know, you're not getting a five-star Indiana kid every year and a five-star Chicago kid every year. Now, it's for 2024, yeah, I mean, Mylon Graham, Justin Scott. But so I, I, I think that's a side note. But to to just touch on Tim Notre Dame recruiting in its backyard, do you feel like they? It's like a disaster if they don't land Justin Scott, Chicago kid, Catholic school kid. Oh, a disaster. Oh, yeah. When I said no, I was talking about, are they doing a good job? Because I, I think they do a really good job in Indiana, uh, you know, getting some of the guys. Mylon Grant, I mean, he's going to Ohio State. Who produces wide receivers better than Ohio State? That's what he's going. So you can't bl- uh, you know, you, I can't blame the kid. Is it, is it negative if Notre Dame does not get Justin Scott? Man, I, I'll say yes, because it just seems like the assumption was he was going to go to Notre Dame the pressure for Freeman to get him from Chicago. But, you know, people also forget, you know, Michigan, Ohio State recruit the heck out of that area too. So when you consider, you know, the, the best Midwest programs, they're all going to go into Illinois and Chicago especially and, and go after guys. But Notre Dame being the closest, yeah, it'll be a, it'll, it'll be a huge negative, especially Mike. My gosh. If he goes to Michigan where Mike Elston's the coach, and Mike Elston out recruits Marcus Freeman for him. Yeah, that's going to be fascinating. People will blame Al Washington. You know, they'll blame the position coach, you know, but maybe, you know, and I'm obviously mentioning Mike Elston, but this may be a, a head coach battle. You know, it's, it's a hardball. At the end of the day, with these big guys, Mike, you've been around a lot. You know, it's you can talk about assistance all you want. It does come down to the head coach and the program that they're that they're going to, the vision that they have, the recruiting pitch on those official visits so maybe Harbaugh swayed him like crazy on that last one so it will be uh it'll be interesting and then I have a you know question down the road as we get going because you know 2025 it seems like Notre Dame could sign 12 if they want for 2025 there's so many Chicago Illinois guys that have visited that are really really good four-star blue chip type football players so Notre Dame how is this going to affect them with some of those high up elite guys if they lose out on uh, Justin Scott? I don't know. That's going to be interesting because there's some really good players in Chicago next year. Unlike All right, Wicker Bronco Productions, appreciate super chat. So you got another one. We got to we'll, we'll get to that in a little bit. We'll, we'll end the show with any other remaining super chats, but we do got to to get to our topics as well. So I thought let's let's tackle a fun little game here. Rank on a scale from one to ten. How bad does Notre Dame need the following? Okay, so we'll start with, with with Justin Scott. How badly, in your opinion, does Notre Dame need Justin Scott? Yeah, that's a nine eight. Yeah, there's no such. Oh, thing so you're going decimal points. So we're, we're there's, adding. There's no such thing as a perfect score. So you got to go nine eight. You got You got to go up there, Mike. You got to go up there. I once again, the perception where he's from. The guy was going to commit in January, for crying out loud. He was going to commit to Notre what Dame. What did Mike Singer tell you guys back in January? Yeah, hold I, on. Hold on, Nelly. Hold on. 
And then, um, you know, he, he, he did what he said he was going to do. Take a pause. He came back to Notre Dame for a spring uh, practice, hung out with, gave a great review on that. Obviously, Notre Dame went and saw him twice in the spring eval, which you're allowed to do. So when Notre Dame has been allowed to go see him, they've done that every single time they're allowed to do that. So uh, obviously, you know, they have been putting in the work and whatever. But, yeah, that's a 9-8-er. That's a 9-8-er because not a lot of five-star, 310-pound D tackles flying in the Midwest that are uh, as athletic as he is. All right, next, Tim. How bad is the need of Kingston Viliamuasa for you? If he's, I'll, yeah, he's definitely a 9-5. He's a 9-5. I'll say Scott just because he's closer. 9-5 because I've said it a thousand times. I think he's the most ready to play middle linebacker since Jalen Smith. I've said this a thousand times. I believe it. The film shows that the league he plays in competition. He plays against is out of this world. I mean, just Google Trinity league people and watch as much film as you can. It is a lot of fun. And, uh, and then on top of that, you go into St. John Bosco, you go into the Trinity league and you get a top 100 player. I'm telling you tentacles could come off of that. That's why CJ Williams was so big. I felt a year ago, just modern day, his type of influence. The same thing with Kingston. The pers- everybody knows who Kingston is. He's been a dude since his pop corner days. Yeah, he's been a guy. Everybody knows him, and he comes to South Bend. It will blow up. I'm not going to say they're going to get eight guys, but he will help them bring in if it's just one guy a year out of that SoCal region. It's big. The 2025 linebacker out of Jay Sarah, who visited a couple of weeks ago, perfect. Perfect example of the tentacles that Austin can help bring him. He's going to be the best linebacker in California next year. So this, it's a biggie. It's a biggie. And hopefully they just keep battling and get hit. You know, it's okay to leave home. It's okay to leave home. Just keep that message going. My wife is out of, is not here tonight. Um, she's with some friends. And my cats are just driving me freaking crazy. They just <laughs> – they want to just play and meow in my, in my office. So I apologize if you guys hear meows in the background. It's not your TV or your own cat's mine. One of my cat's names is is, is Louie. Named uh, yeah, after some interesting interesting story. Um, was uh, one of my uh, cats. Um, her mom had another you know litter of of kittens and. Uh, we weren't, me and my wife weren't sure if we were going to take this other cat. We didn't really want it. And then Lou Samoji passed away. And, you know, Lou loved animals. I mean, Lou was the biggest animal lover. You know, like the guy just, you know, that's such a heart for animals. So we just decided to take the cat. And uh, so we named we named him after uh, yeah. after the late great Lou Samoji. And that's the one in there talking to you tonight. So there yeah, you go. him and his sister just going crazy in here. Talking about yeah, the cat's talking about the white whale known as DN recruiting at Notre Dame. There you go. Yeah, rest in peace to the goat loose emoji. I'm not even a cat guy, but somehow I ended up with three. Um, but here we are. Tim, rank on a scale one to ten the need for Notre Dame to flip Caleb Beasley um from Tennessee. I'll say five. I don't think it's a need, I think it's a luxury. I think uh I mean obviously they've recruited corners. You know, pretty well the last couple of years. Got a good group. You know, Hart's going to be gone this year. Some Lewis leave after this year. Um, 
obviously Ben Morrison more than likely will have one more year as long as things keep going the way, you know, good production for him. But uh, I would say a five. It'd just be great middle of the road to steal a guy who's an SEC football player. He's a stud. He's electric. You saw him. You've seen him live. He is a damn good football player. So that would be a that, that would be a nice steal, and people would be doing backflips in the fall if that happened. For those wondering my opinion, give me nine for Justin Scott, eight Kingston, eight Caleb Beasley. And that's just my off the <laughs> off the top of my head. I love it. Gerby Lambert, Tim. What's the what's the need for Notre Dame to land uh, you know, potential, you know, Blake Fisher, Joe Walt replacement? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just you just said it. Um I mean, he's gotta be a you know, if you're gonna if I'm gonna do yeah, he's gotta be a he's a nine. He's nine. Out there. Yeah, I agree. He's out there just because for me personally, I'm I'm a nervous Nelly when it comes to tackles, because who knows? Seriously, who knows? Uh, you know, Wagner is athletic as could be. Saw a picture of him recently. He looked, he's, I mean, that's a good looking dude, man. He's going to just keep filling out. He's going to be ready to roll next year in uh, 24. Lambert, and you go Jagasaw, you get these guys back to back, these two monsters, large humans, people. These are large, I mean, SEC, just big, giant dudes, man, that just look like they could go play at Alabama, Georgia right now so it's a biggie plus you get boston you get another good catholic league guy out out of that thing out of that uh state that does produce some really good football players they're upper echelon top four or five of your really elite players so it's a big get for down the road because in this class prescott's gonna lift weights for a few years nap is whatever size he is he's not the biggest dude so if he even stays at offensive tackle so yeah this is a big one here yeah i don't think nap stays at offensive tackle but yeah uh... Yeah, getting Gerby Lambert would be huge. All right, we're going to move to the 2025 class. What about Gerby, or excuse me, not Gerby Lambert. Gerby. Uh, Deuce, Deuce Knight, Tim, the 20, elite 2025 quarterback um, out of the state of uh, Mississippi. Notre Dame, Tennessee look like the front runners for Knight. Uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, and then he came out this week talking about how it's, you know, Tennessee, Notre Dame are the two schools who are recruiting him the hardest, and, you know, he's the highest could be on them. He did not – Take a trip, which was the biggie this spring. You know, could not get back up to South Bend. This so, summer, you mean? Like in June? Oh, no. Uh, yeah, June. But, uh, yeah. He it, visited it, uh, in April. Yeah, uh, spring ball. Exactly, exactly. He didn't get back in June. He visited Alabama, got the offer. Went to t- Tennessee multiple weekends in a row. So that's interesting. And then this, man, I, I, you know, I, re- I really don't know a number because, because really, I mean, I'll be honest with you. What is you know, I mean, we're all going to say it's important, but you got Minchie and Carr. So is this as big as those guys? Why is it, you know, and, and this is going to come into, you know, it's 2025, 2024, who plays quarterback? I mean, we're, I mean, we're going to be talking about this. It's like, I've, I've been on record. They're going to get a transfer portal. They're going to get a transfer quarterback. They are. They're not going into next season with, who's on the roster after Hartman leaves after Stanford. So that's what, that's my opinion. So what does this mean? So then night, then I'll say then nights an eight, because if they get a portal quarterback next year, in my humble opinion, they are. So that means one of those quarterbacks is going to be getting out of there. So that means Knight's going to come in 2025 as a true freshman 
learn the system and have a chance to maybe jump into the top two. You know, let's 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 say Carr stays, Minchie leaves. You know, I have no idea. I, I heard that. It's like cats it's making a, a ruckus. <laughs> yeah, the cat's hype. So I'll say he's an eight. But what the recruiting with him is a yeah. wait and see because he wants to go to Tennessee. You are all over the place. Is it? Are you? Is it an I'll, eight? Is it a two? Like, make up your mind. I'll say. I'll say he's an eight because Notre Dame's going to get a transfer quarterback next year. Someone's going to transfer, and 2025 is still going to be in flux. How's that? Okay. There you go. Politician Tim at it again. It's all right. Andrew says three cars the future. But really, how do we know? That's my thing. Like, you don't know. I mean, he could trip on a rock tomorrow and never be able to, you know, like. Hold on, Mike. I told you I had this. Hold on, Mike. Let me bust out CJ Carr's The Future. You ready, my friend? Okay. Elite elite 11 quarterbacks at the University of Notre Dame. Matt Lovecchio, transferred. Zach Frazier, transferred. Dane Christ, transferred. Everett Golson, transferred. Gunnar Keel, transferred. Malik Zaire, transferred at the end. Deshaun Kaiser went to Elite 11. The only one to actually finish. Tim always loves bringing out these just odd Brandon Wimbush. Arguments. Hold on. Like Brandon Wimbush, transfer. Avery Davis, slot receiver. Brendan Clark went to lead 11. The old old Dominion quarterback. Man. Tyler Buckner, Drew Pine. Drew Pine, Tyler Thank Buckner, Minchie Carr back-to-back. We'll see. I mean, come on. Carr, Minchie. The odds are right. So what you're telling me is Angeli's going to be a rock star in Notre Dame. And Jelly's probably going to be a three-year starter. Minchie and Carr, the Elite Eleven quarterbacks, will transfer. There you go. All right, Tim. Let, let me let me give you a little uh, parallel here. Dennis, appreciate the super chat. Love it. Every person in my family to marry in, right? Every person marrying in my family for the past three decades was a lefty. Okay. Any right-handed person who married in my family <laughs> divorced. Got divorced. I married a right-handed lady, my sweet wife. Now, are you going to say, well, you married a right-handed person. You guys are getting, like, there's some data that just, like, there was that that thing about every year LeBron wins a national title, so does Alabama. Like, that's just a coincidence. You can't be serious, Tim, about bringing in this Elite 11 data and trying to make it, like, hey. Look at all these quarterbacks, Mike. Look at all of these quarterbacks. All of these guys signed. And who, who who did the super chat? Whoever did the super chat, all these guys signed, and these were all the next guys. These were all the next guys. Every single one of these, oh, next in line, next in line. We have no idea. We have no clue. Okay, so if you want to go back to that point, sure. But yeah. the yeah, saying but... if you go through the lead 11, you're not going to be good at Notre Dame. You're going to transfer out. It's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I didn't say they're not going to be good, right? I mean, some of you, I mean, obviously, Golson went there. He started with the national championship game. Right. Then it finished his career. All right, if you, if you go to the lead 11 finals, you're transferring from Notre Dame. Hell, if you're going to Notre Dame, you're transferring out, uh, you know. Quarterback, hey, quarterback. if you do your quarterback history, it is maddening. How many quarterbacks have transferred? All anyone oh, needs many. to do. It is a billion of them. Moji wrote about it a ton. Yes, it is. I saved the article. Um, you know, I have that one saved too. I I actually found that again. I was googling that. Something like twenty three and forty six oh, years. It's crazy. It is crazy. Very few. Yeah, Rick Meyer, Ron Paulus, Brady Quinns. You know, very few that are there for four years. You know. 
Oh, there you go. That's, that's, that's going to have a good quarterback to coach. There you go. Uh, from 1999 to 2023, Notre Dame hasn't had a quarterback coach. All right. You're a good one. I love it. Dennis, appreciate the super chat. Um, it's, all good. it's all good. Yes, thank you. All right, let's, let's take this one real quick. What impact – because we're not even done with this, but Tim, let's take this one real quick. Sure. Um, what impact do you think Notre Dame beating Ohio State and maybe going 11-1 and this year would have on the 2024-2025 top-rated kids? Hope we get JOK's brother. Um, yeah, Jeremiah Usu Koromoa's younger brother um, is now at IMG Academy in Bradenton, Florida. Electric. Future player. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is a this is a thing we talk about all the time. When Notre Dame beats a big time program, we're getting everyone. Or when Notre Dame loses to Marshall, the wheels are falling off the wagon. We're gonna lose. We're gonna lose every recruit. Where's the true fly, Tim? Somewhere in the middle. You got it. If they beat Ohio State, you know. I mean, Notre Dame's at twenty one. They may get one more, and that's it. So the two thousand twenty four. They're gonna get more than one more. Yeah, yeah. I mean, let's say they get three more. But what's the impact? nil for this year because those guys are going to go to the game get hyped up be excited all that good stuff it's more so next year okay freeman's in year two look what he does hartman's slinging it all over the place deuce knight's coming you know all these types of things it's that 2025 like hey look at these receivers look how colsey played can we now go down in the sec and get a receiver away from bama away from georgia away from florida those are the you know the big things in the 2025 class. Again, it's you're not going to have five stars beating down your door because you beat Ohio State. Um, it's, it's It'll be a big proving ground because Freeman could be like, hey, we had our hiccups early. The injuries, we got rolling, we beat Clemson, beat South Carolina in a bowl game. Now we beat Ohio State. You know, Now you're starting to get some big wins over that last handful of games that Freeman's been in. And that starts to turn some of the things. And then the next biggie, Mike, is a couple of weeks later, SC is going to be undefeated top five coming into town. So that's the next game, which next year just lines up with some monster games yeah. for uh, Marcus Freeman and the staff. Andrew says, Mike, don't you think the Clemson win impact Dimenci flipped right after? Clemson game was the fifth. He officially visited for Boston College. I mean, like two weeks later. He was coming. When I when I interviewed Minchie before he committed and – the Clemson game didn't come up. I mean, it. Yeah. Did it help? Sure, but impact? Yes, yeah, sure. it impacted. Sure, one percent. Yeah, exactly. He came to the BC game in a snowstorm and yeah. watched the Gandalfa game. So exactly, he was coming to Notre Dame by that point. Yeah. Okay. Uh, back on it. Where are we at? I thought this was an interesting one with Carter Nelson's in Nebraska. Do you think Notre Dame needs? A second tight end in the 2024 class? Do you want to? I'll say. Considering they already have a tight end in the 2025 class, where would you rank this on a scale of one to 10? One. I'll you say. Really anyone? No, I don't, I don't think so because I think we're going to see it a lot this year. You know, they've, they're getting so many wide receivers, you're going to start seeing more 11 personnel, more three wide sets, going back to the traditional one tight end for Notre Dame. So, yeah, I. I yeah, I don't. I, I don't think it's. I don't think it's big. If they go out and get one, like last year, they had the the lucky guy who went to Georgia, really good tight end. So if there's another one of those out there that Notre Dame could flip, that's in that upper tier, yeah, that's interested. Yeah, that kid was an outstanding tight end. If they go out and can find another one of those guys that's comparable, sure. But I don't think it's a huge, huge need, especially if Raritan is. That's the wild card. 
Raritan's a stud. If he's a wild, you know, if he's healthy and gets rolling, you still got Evans coming back, Stays coming back. So you still got some bodies. Yeah. I'm I'm I would say yeah, two or three. If if it's just Jack Larson in this class, and you have Nate Roberts next class, go get James Flanagan in twenty twenty five. I would yeah, like to see yes. Notre Dame. Twenty five tight ends are are loaded. Okay, Tim. Did you know, Tim, that we have a TikTok page? Are you much on TikTok? No, I did not know that. So you are you making well, are you putting cat faces on me and making videos? So I, I did put um okay us talking about Tay Johnson. I okay. put it on Instagram and TikTok. Dude, I did the video where Goolsby was talking about those the battleship and the you know the 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 Kentucky coach telling him that you know God made the sky blue to oh, show us Kentucky oh. every day. I put that on TikTok, right? And Instagram. I hadn't put a video on TikTok in you know a year. Yeah. And I put it on Instagram and sent it to Goolsby because I was really proud of it. And uh Goolsby says, Oh, you, you put it on TikTok? And I was like, Oh yeah, I forgot we have a TikTok. 22,000 views on that TikTok. And I was TikTok. like, holy crap. Notre Dame fans run deep on TikTok. So, Tim, with I am giving you this information to tell you that I need a true 60 seconds on this next one. Okay, let's go. This is going on going on old TikTok, okay? Here we go. Get the right. timer going. All right. Hold so, on, this, is, this is a TikTok here. We're about to – so we're going to – come on, Tim. Give me your – I need your A game right here. Okay, you ready? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. What is going on TikTok? No, I'm, just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. Go for it. Go. All right. Go. Tim, on a scale from one to ten, rank me the need for Notre Dame to get into the college football playoff for the 2023 season. Oh, the need. Ooh, ooh. It's about 7.5. How's that? I'm going to go. Why? Seven. Well, number one, you got the, you know, you get the quarterback, the quarterback with 45 starts, 115 some odd touchdowns, what a couple miles of yards took weight. I mean, the guy took Wake Forest to the ACC championship game. So you're telling me he can't come to Notre Dame and win 11 games. He did at Wake Forest. He's going to have better football players, great offensive line, you know, two NFL tackles and NFL tailback future NFL tight end and Evan. So there's guys is the schedule is going to be tough, obviously, with the three big heavyweights, you know, with Ohio State, SC, and Clemson. And then you got those back-to-back roadies with Duke and Louisville. That's going to be pretty interesting to see how that flows. So, 7.5. 7.5. Okay. Tim Hyde, less than a minute. Let's go. Oh, look at that. I'm going to TikTok and Instagram near you. Go TikTok. There you go. Yeah, someone says China propaganda. I, I don't care. <laughs> I, I just pose it and it gets 22,000 views and it's uh, fun. Yeah. A lot of YouTube stuff is fun for me. You know, it's not really changing my bottom line too much on some of this stuff. I just, It's just fun. And I like having fun. Exactly. Man, yeah. That's, it's, it's our hour. There's our hour, Mike. Look at that. I think we have one more th- topic. Okay. No, I had no idea. I mean, here we were um, hours ago. We're like, what are we going to talk about? And, the fans and everyone's oh. giving us an hour. I love it. Thank you. Wicked Bronco production carrying today's show. So I appreciate it. Uh, Pro Football Focus, Tim, uh, came out with a uh, preseason top 25. Um, you want just kind of – I'll go through the top 15 for, for podcast audience. Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan, Texas, Clemson, Penn State, LSU, Tennessee, USC, Notre Dame, Oregon, Oklahoma, Florida State, and Utah. 
Tim, as I read that top 10, holy crap, and I am not the biggest proponent of recruiting rankings or everything, <laughs> but did that not just sound like the top tw- the rankings for 2024? Yeah, did that not? Like, yeah. look at this middle three here. Yeah, where's Texas? Texas? Michigan, USC, yeah. Clemson, Clemson Michigan, US, I mean, like. Oregon there, yeah. I mean, just ten, Penn State, right? Clemson six, Penn State seven there. And then in the rankings, for the recruiting rankings, there's yep. Clemson five. Penn State, I was like, holy crap, just seems like it just matched up pretty damn perfectly. But yeah, any, any thoughts on this uh, pro football focus deal? Uh, no, it was, just, it was an interesting article. The, the Texas one is just, man, it's like, are they going to are they gonna go? Are they finally going to hit an 11-1 type of a season? It's like, it sure does. I mean, they're trying. They're trying hard to push them up there since they're going to be going to the SEC next year. So that That's game, back. that early game in Tuscaloosa is going to be huge. Obviously, Ohio State, Michigan's interesting because Michigan's beaten them two years in a row. You think Michigan would get the nod. Hey, they're going to play it out at the end of the year anyway, right? LSU, the LSU-Florida State game, I think it's going to be a, that Sunday night game. That's going to be – Same awesome. as last year, I think. Yeah, that's going to be a great game because they're both highly – I mean, Florida State, if they win that, they should be undefeated playing – going into Clemson. If LSU wins that, man, they I mean, they could just take off. You know, Brian Kelly has a good football team, so. What do you think about Notre Dame at 11? Yeah, I, I, I've said I could see them anywhere from, you know, 8 to 20. I think, yeah, I mean, 8 to 15-ish right in there. So when you see 11, 11 to me is that's 10 and 2. It's like 2019, let's say, when they went 10 and 2. If you go 10 and 2, you assume that's 1 and 2 versus Ohio State Trojans. Or do they beat 2? They have a hiccup at Louisville and Coach Brom in his first year at his alma mater. So. That trivia. Yeah, that's 10 and 2 right there. Trivia for you. Okay. Notre Dame played the the, the, time out the 2019 season, right? Here's your trivia. What team did they play? What was the score? Bowl game and the opposing team starting quarterback. Four things. Can you remember any of those? I mean, it's Iowa State, Brock Purdy, the score with. Wasn't that like 33 to 9? Okay, and the bowl yeah. game. Is it camp? No. It's it <laughs> camp in the world. Iowa State. I'm guessing 33 to 9. All I remember um, in that game was a lot of field goals. And because Tommy Reese had taken over, they ran 33 9. Let's go. Oh, yes. Look at that. And I just remember Tony Jones just going off on that. I think he had a big run in that game. Yeah. He did. Damn, nine. Tim. I, For whatever reason that game, I was well. I was at the game, so maybe that's why okay. it stuck. It, it, okay. it stuck with me. Um, but how far yeah. is Orlando? How far is Orlando to Atlanta? It's a it's a hike. Um, oh, is it okay? But um, I was in town for the Under Armour game. Oh, gotcha. So I think I did like a practice or two, and then went over to Camping World, um, and then flew home. That was your first year at Blue and Gold, right? 19? Yeah, first year. I had a flat tire. Um, that's when Vince D'Addario worked with us still at Blue and Gold. And okay. I had a flat tire, and Vince helped me put the spell. That was a disaster of a day. I had never had a flat tire, and then two in one week. Two oh, one that's week. good living. Yeah, flat tires are not cool. Not cool. Responding to title. What's the title of this video? It's the Fighting Irish Offense on the Rise. Yeah, so I guess we kind of talked about uh, – 
Oh, yeah. so he says this will be the best damn offense in Notre Dame history, responding to the title. I think we did uh best he talked about that in the CBS thing. Okay, so we did I will put players in the thumbnail and the title, and we don't even talk about it sometimes because I'll change my mind of what we want to talk about. So I want to make sure we actually did. Talk. Okay, so we did talk about that. I uh, appreciate the comment here. Yeah, six hours. Um, I've okay. done the Atlanta to Orlando drive in a day. Went to go see uh, Nakai Martinez and one other recruit for Notre Dame in Orlando, I think. Yeah, it didn't. It's not, not ended up being worth my time, but there you go. So good. All right, Tim, good show. Great job on your TikTok. I will make sure to send it to you. I'll make sure we put it on Facebook, too. I think that might be a little bit more of your your – I'll send TikTok to my little brother. He's always on TikTok. He sends me all so much TikTok stuff. I was like, dude, go work, okay? Come on. Look, man. Let's see. Hey, good show, great show. Not bad for uh, almost 4th of July fireworks coming, so looking forward to it. Here's a TikTok. There we go. Look, look at that. There. Oh, I got – look at that. I got a little cake. Man, I got to get on blue and gold TikTok now. Look at this. Yeah, yeah. It, it looked good. Yeah, the ghouls we won 22,000 videos, and then the one of us talking about Tay Johnson, 433. Yeah, no one likes your proof, I guess, oh. on TikTok. The algorithm. But, uh, but a yeah. commitment video about Jack Larson got 29,000, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah depends on the day yeah it, it does but all right that is going to uh all right tim one more quick thing andrew wants to know if you're coaching in new england yeah i'm coaching uh, yeah i'm gonna coach until uh they bury me hopefully so that's that's uh i love football love coaching enjoying life there you go all right tim appreciate your time um as always did you um while we're on the air might as well talk about our plans for next week so July 4th is on a Tuesday. Do you want we'll to record up. on the 5th? Are you good to go? Yeah, yeah we'll record on the 5th. Everyone's here, right? 4th of July is only one day. I'll see everyone yeah. Wednesday okay. night. All right. Yeah. Well, let me know if your plans change there. I'll bring some sparklers and uh, we'll have fun and go from there. Yeah, we'll work, you know, get my red, white, and blue goggles on and be okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Hopefully right, good news, right? We'll have a lot of good news next week and recruit yeah. Mike. Make it fun. happen. Tim, fun show. Anytime we're like, man, what are we going to talk about? We always have the most fun show. Ooh, I, told you, I told you we would have a good one. It was fun. You know what I'm, I'm rooting for, Tim? I'm rooting for Gerby Lambert to Notre Dame, which will give me a very good reason to come up to Boston. Oh, no, seriously. That's, we're going to yeah. hang out. It's going to be a blast. Yeah, we're going to have that. We're going to go get some tacos and uh, watch some good uh, Catholic Memorial football. I'll take Tim out there. I'll bring the selfie tripod and – you know, or, or you know, selfie stick, and we'll record a video of us talking after Gerby Lambert's game. It'll be a lot of fun. Oh yeah, oh yeah, exactly. Maybe we'll do a you know a TikTok live TikTok or something. All right. <laughs> all right, Mike Singer, Easton Hyde. As always, folks, we will catch you next time. Thanks for tuning in.